everybody. Good to see everybody. Good to see you all our visitors. Amen. All of you. All the ones that have traveled from the Rosebud Reservation. Good to see Sister Deborah. Good to see Elder Deborah. I'm glad they made the trip. Good to see our guests back. It's good to see Amen. Sister Lois. Amen. That was a very pleasant surprise. I walked in and I glanced over and I said, I know who that is. It's good to see her. Amen. Praise God. We have family all over, it seems like. Connected with the church. And uh, coming from Rosebud, coming from Wagner, the he hung to us. Praise God. Yeah. My my daughter's married into the he hung to us people. So praise God. Hallelujah. So we have part Yankton and part Rosebud. What a combination. Uh -huh. Amen. Praise God. But it's good to be in the house of God. Yeah. <coughs> and I and I hope, my hope and my prayer for what is happening in this place. Last night, man, I tell you what, the presence of the Lord is beautiful. And, and, I, and I guarantee you it's going to be just the same, maybe even more so tonight. And, and my hope and my prayer is that you all came tonight because you want God to do something for you. You want to be touched by God. I, I, he's in this place. I'm, I'm, I'm feeling His presence. felt it when I came into this place. And I, and I know His intentions toward all of us are good, not bad, but good. And, and whatever whatever you need from God, I believe that if if you have the faith, if you have the faith, if you have the the longing, the the desire, the hunger, the thirst. One thing about the Lord, if you read the Scripture, if you're sincere, if you're you know truly seeking Him, He'll be He'll be right there to meet you. Yes, man. And there's a Scripture that says. Draw nigh unto God and He will draw nigh unto you. So what that means is when you take that first step toward Him, He's going to fulfill His word and He's going to come to the other the other half of that. Amen. That whatever He needs to do as far as greeting us and and I know this just from what I feel in the spirit and what I feel as far as burden wise, I know that there's so many here that need to be touched by God. Amen. So many of you, first of all, first and foremost, need salvation, need deliverance, need healing. The Greek word for salvation, sozo. That means salvation for the entire human being. Your mind, your soul, your spirit, your body. God is able to minister and bring you, amen, peace and joy, love, liberty, 
freedom. I know he's able to do that. Amen. Praise God. So if we could just bind together tonight in agreement. You know what the Bible says in James? All good and perfect gifts come down from above. They all come down from above. All good, all perfect gifts come down. So God is, his intention is to bless you tonight. That's his, that's his gift, whatever it may be. The gift of the Holy Ghost salvation, eternal life, praise God, whatever it may be. I know that's what He wills and that's what He wants to do for you and I. So let's all stand up and we're just going to bind together. We're going to agree together in Jesus' name. God knows every heart. God knows every need in this place. Father, we thank You again for this opportunity. We thank you that we can come together and we can call upon your name. And Father, as you have instructed us in your word, that when we come to you, Lord, he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. So I pray, Lord, that you would strengthen our faith. God, strengthen even our desire, Lord, to reach out to you to humble ourselves unto you God to know every heart in this place to know every need whether whatever it may be Lord I believe you're able to save to the uttermost so God we ask you Lord to hey, move Lord in this place oh God upon every heart Lord let your spirit fall upon us pour out your spirit upon us oh God as you promised in your word Minister unto us, O Lord. Amen, God. Let your word, amen, accomplish what you send it forth to do. Amen. Bless the man of God. Bless your people, Lord. Bless those, Lord, that are upon this platform, God. Let your anointing fall upon us. Let your spirit lead us and guide us in all that we do in this place. And I pray, God, for... Amen. The power of the Holy Ghost will fall upon us. That there will be a manifestation, God, of your spirit and of your power in this place. Let there be deliverance. Let there be salvation. Let there be healing. In the name of your holy child, Jesus. Let it be done, O oh God. And bind us together that we can be of one mind, of one spirit, and one accord, Lord, in this place. Father, this we ask in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. And let everybody say amen and give the Lord a hand clap. I just I know what Pastor was talking about. I just felt the Lord all day. I was, I was cooking and I just I felt such a burden. And I just started crying. What is it, Lord? I know the Lord wants to do something. And seeing all these faces in here, all our visitors, yeah. he, was, he was right on. Right. <laughs> Amen. And uh, the boys walked up to me, Mom, are you crying again? Yeah, I'm just praying. It's okay. Right. They look at me a little it's and walk off. It's all right, sister. It's <laughs> all right. It's all right. Amen. I know the Lord was trying to get me on the same page. Amen. Man, there is nothing that God cannot do. I keep thinking about... What I, I told a story about a couple of weeks ago about this agnostic. He was talking about Christians. <coughs> and he said the reason he didn't believe that what we believed was real is because if 
we really believed in Jesus Christ, that Jesus Christ is the Bible days, the one who raised the dead, who walked yeah. on water. Yeah. If we did all those miracles, we would be fearless. Yeah. Why aren't we fearless? Right. Amen. And that just right. struck me because it's like, oh, it was it was a cut. You know, it cut because it's true. Yep. We know what our God can do. Yeah. We're the ones that hold him back. Yep. So let's just let it all go. Whatever it is we came in here with, all the stuff that burdens us down. Let's get our minds on God. Yeah. Amen. Because he's the only one that's going to be able to do anything for us. Amen. <laughs> Worship him with me tonight, saints.
holy, that made him worthy. Amen. And it made him our Savior. Woo! $2.99 in your hymn notes if you'd like to follow along there. I heard this song today and I started shouting. I appreciate what Brother Derek said. Amen. This is not my home. I'm an alien. <laughs> I'm here living in America, but I'm not an American. Amen. I'm. That's my home up there, and that's where I'm going. And I can't wait for that day.
bless this offering, Lord. Bless those that are here. Bless those that are able to give and those that are here, Lord. We ask that you would use it, Lord. For the work, oh God, I pray that you do this all in your mighty, most merciful name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. As they take the offering, we're going to continue with our worship. I want you to listen to the words of this song. He's the reason we're here. He's to entertain anybody. It's not a try and sell you something that don't work. Amen. We're here because of God. Amen. Without it, we're nothing. Let's just worship him.
Praise you, God. Who says God is not real? Amen. What we're feeling in this place is very evident. A manifestation. The scripture talks about when the Lord moves upon his people and he moves in their midst and the way that he chooses to to move upon his people of course you know the scriptures talks about the spirit of God being poured out upon all flesh yes and so this is a fulfillment of that yes prophecy and of course taking place right now in the church and those of you that are familiar with scripture and familiar with God's prophetic will and his plan not just to reach out to his people but to reach out to amen the Gentiles to take a people for his name this is obviously the manner in which he chose that we can be able to amen experience what it is to know him and to know who he is and his presence and filling his spirit and, and obviously when Paul was talking about that he said a manifestation manifestation the King James Version uses that word but the, the literal translation the correct translation would be the evidence the evidence of God's presence so what you're feeling in here the Lord is, is, is showing you whether you are a believer or whether you're a non-believer and 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 he's showing you you're you're, you're you you are being blessed with the opportunity to walk into his presence and feel his presence and feel how how real god is just a just a an explanation that would help you to understand and you know why he's doing that you know why he's doing that? So you can somehow respond. Right. You can feel his presence and you can respond. You can react to it. And what other way than just to humble yourself. That's right. And to acknowledge him. Amen. To let him know that you know he is God. Amen. And he is here. Yes. Thank you. Obviously there's a heavenly quorum tonight. Because he spoke in his word, Jesus said, wherever two or three are gathered in my name, there am I in the midst of them. So obviously there's more than two or three of us in here. There's, amen. So that basically qualifies us to be able to, amen, experience his presence, his, his spirit in this place. And so we're, we're feeling that right now. And some of us, amen, our, our reaction is we don't know what to do. Praise God. And all God says Amen. is this. Come unto me. Yep. Amen. That's right. Come unto me. Amen. Amen. That's all he wants us to do. That's right. He wants us to humble ourselves Amen. to him. Amen. Praise God. I'm so thankful. Amen. That he is in my life. <coughs> Way back in the early 80s. And my wife and I. Of course, we were a lot younger back then. 
and we were trying to our our goal was to be able to somehow get our lives together and uh, leave all the chaos all the troubles all the amen the disparities of the place that we were living at and so we came up with the idea that let's go and let's uh, I, you know I was going to continue with my education let's go and let's and, and, and we chose Denver as a place that we were going to move to and let's go and let's do that let's, let's get our education and let's try to make a better life for ourselves does that sound familiar? Yes. I guarantee you some of you in here that's a thought that has probably crossed your mind numerous times to want to try to make your life better for yourself because we all we all need amen to experience peace yes that's right joy Love. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Be satisfied. Right. How many of you are happy? Yes. Yes. To really know what Amen. true happiness is. Right. And 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 let me tell you something. I know what it's like because I was there before. And I tried. I, I couldn't tell you how many times on my own I tried to sober up. I tried to leave the drugs alone. The lifestyle I was living, I tried on my own to try to stop it, but guess what? I couldn't. It seems like I always turned around and I always went back to it. I relapsed back into the very things I was trying to be rid of. But I found out one thing in that whole time and, you know, trying to, trying to somehow, you know, make myself better. I found out that I couldn't do it on my own. I needed somebody to help me. And that somebody came along, finally, amen, into my life. And amen. You know, sometimes we don't realize the the places that we are and the situations that we, we that come upon us. And every time that you are facing something that is really important, a decision, and you want to make, you know, some progress or some change in your life, guess what? I want you to understand this. It just can't be something that you think can just happen just like that. That's right. Because when you put yourself in that position where you want your life to change, I want you to understand this. You're going to have to make some drastic decisions. If you want things to change, you're going to have to make some drastic decisions. You're going to have to count the cost. Right. Amen. Praise God. And that's what my wife and I did. Amen. And so we came to a point in our life where, and of course it's like that with a lot of people, where they just don't want to admit it, you know. We get ourselves in a, in a place where we're facing a lot of hardships and a lot of things that, you know, shouldn't be happening with, you know, uh, families and homes and couples and and all this and 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 because of the sin because of my sin because of her sin guess what we could we couldn't get along we couldn't agree 
our, our family was dysfunctional until one day we just both decided she said hey if you can't stop what you're doing there's the door and you could head back home if that's the life you want so that kind of hit me and uh, I always remember that evening we lived above 38th Avenue in Denver, Colorado, right on Calumeth. 38th and Calumeth, or I, I should say it was like 41st in Calumeth. And uh, there I was, and man, I tell you what, I knew I had to do something. I had to make a decision. Praise God. The deadline was, was, was right there. But you know what I did? Probably what... You know, a lot of people do when they're in a predicament and they don't have no place to go. They're hitting a wall. I went outside. I sat on the sidewalk uh, on some stairs. And, and that night, I remember that night really well. Full, a full moon. The, the sky was so bright. And I could look at the skyline of Denver. And I was just, and man, I realized how much, But you know, I, I realized something. You need to do something. And so you know what I did? I uttered a prayer and I said, God... If you're there, if you hear me, if you're real, I want you to come into my life and I want you to help me. I want you to save me from all this. Wow. Amen. Wow. Amen. And I did it and I was crying while I was praying. That's how desperate I was. How many of you are desperate? Yes. Woo! yes. How many of you are really desperate? Yes. I don't think you're desperate yes. enough Amen. for a change. Yes. Sometimes that's what it takes. You have to be yes. in that place where... There's no other place for you to go. There's you can't. There's no answer to your dilemma, and that's what I did. And guess what? It wasn't even a matter of a few days. Here comes somebody talking to us about Jesus. That that was, and still is. The best thing that ever happened for my wife and I. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Woo! Thank you. Amen. Thank you. Amen. Wow. Wow. I'm a blessed man. Yes. Amen. Because I had a drug problem, I could never shake. I had an alcohol problem. Besides all these other things I was living in, all the sin. People don't like that word, sin. Sin. I have to admit myself to myself. Hey, I'm I'm one of those people. And and praise God, I came to terms and I said, okay, I need some help. Guess what God did? He delivered. Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen. You know what Paul said? God's not willing that any man perish. God's not willing that any man perish but that they would all come to the knowledge of the truth. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Don't blame your problems on God. Right. Because He's the one that wants to save you. He's the one that wants to set you free. He's the one that wants to make your life better. That's what He wants to do for you. He wants to do that for you. Praise God. And we just need to quit denying 
and start to confess yes. and start telling him how much we really need him. My, my pastor is here tonight, Brother Javier Jimenez. He baptized me in Jesus' name. I received the Holy Ghost June 25th, and I was baptized in Jesus' name July 14th. Man, what a beautiful time in my life. And I was, my wife and I were fortunate enough because we kind of wandered a little bit, going from where we were trying to find the church that we felt like we needed to attend, that, that we felt like we belonged to, and we wandered a little bit, and, and we came across uh, a brother, and, and he led us to the Liberty Apostolic Tabernacle in Arvada, Colorado, and that's where we went, and I'm glad the Lord took us there. Because that's where we found Jesus, and that's where we found the truth. And amen. We were fortunate enough in this in this time of our life when 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 we came into the church when we were born into the church things were happening god was moving and and the lord began to prove himself to us and man we've seen some unbelievable things take place and somebody talked about miracles last night they talked about the prophet elijah and the prophet elisha Two men of God that God used mightily and miracles were, amen, you know, evident in their ministry. And, and you know what? It was just like the Lord brought us to that point where that's what we were, that's what we witnessed. We were born into a church that, amen, the, the power of God was very evident. And we've seen God, the Spirit of God move. We've seen the manifestation of His, His presence, His Spirit. A demonstration of his spirit and of his power. That's what the Apostle Paul said. And, and we were born into that. We were born into that. So when we were born into that, guess what we were born into? We were born into the fire. So because of that, that made an impact. It made an influence on my life. I, I could never... When we moved away from Colorado back to South Dakota, guess what? The Lord made a mighty imprint upon me. I could not I could not let it go and I understood one thing if I want to be amen if I want to be a child of God and if I want to continue to walk with God I'm gonna have to live in that in in that dimension of faith and of the spirit I'm gonna have to live in that so if in essence I'm saying this because I was born in the fire, I had to stay in the fire. And all these years, he's been with us. He's been with us. I'm, I'm, let me tell you something. Praise God. Uh, and it's always good to have Brother Javier and, and, and Sister Martha Garcia when they come around. That kind of I told them, I shared, I shared with them the other day, you guys take me back to my roots. You take me back to my experiences when I was a babe in Christ, and I guess it. Don't settle for anything less. Amen. Because God is obviously wants to bless your life and 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 do some mighty things in your life, some mighty works in your life. Don't settle for anything less. Don't be like the rest of the world. Amen. Right. Amen. Right. 
God is not a, a figment of anybody's imagination. He's real. He's alive. He's living. And he's here. So that is, that should be our uh, testimony. Praise God. So I'm so I'm so thankful. Amen. I'm so thankful. Got a chance to go step out into nature this morning and do some fishing for however long we were out there, Brother Javier and Brother David and myself. And Amen. Uh, they they both caught one. Or did you get kids too? Brother Javier caught two. Brother David one. I think they're called uh, skipjacks. And uh, but here we were. It started raining, and there we were. And, and uh, Praise God. We were just, it felt so good just to be out there. I was just enjoying myself. Praise God. Soaking my bait. Soaking <laughs> Yeah. All, 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 all in the meantime, I was watching two bald eagles across the river on the Nebraska side, great big old tree. When we first got there, they were flying around and I seen them come down right above the water, and, and, and I don't know which one, if it was a male or the female that came down and just went and topped the water like that. I don't know if they grabbed anything, but they went, they fallen just, they were screeching. That's what caught my attention. I heard their, that, that shrill they made, and I said, ooh, so I looked, you know, there they were, they flew. Then they went back up, and they came back around, then they landed in that tree right across. They sat there, and I was telling Brother Javier, I said, somebody's watching us. <laughs> There they were sitting there. You could see their white hoods. They were wearing, wearing their hoodies. So here, we, I was just making eye contact with them and just enjoying, you know, nature, but thinking about my God, the one that's responsible for all this. The one that's responsible for you and I. So it was a beautiful experience. We got wet, but that was okay. Because we do need to get wet tonight. Get a little soaked. Yes. Amen. Amen. I really appreciate the Lord. I want to call. Uh, I want to call for a, just maybe three testimonies. And did you hear me? Testimonies. I want to call for three testimonies tonight. Anybody want to stand up and say something for the Lord? Sister Dina. Praise the Lord. Praise, Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I want to thank the Lord tonight for healing. A year ago, I went to Chautauqua and, and they prayed for healing. For Amen. Me. Um, I suffered from severe migraines. I suffered from severe migraines. Yep. I took medicine for it. I haven't touched medicine in a year. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And I haven't had a migraine. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I went there, and Pastor and Dan and Sister Betty all know I had a pinched nerve mm -hmm. to the point where my arm, I lost circulation in my hand. Um, didn't tell anybody there. Went up for prayer. Brother McCall just put his hands on me and he said, you know, I pray for a healing. Sister Hannah Martin put her hand on my back and she goes, heal it. Amen. 
saving business and he the Bible says he saves to the uttermost to the uttermost can you imagine that the uttermost in other words you know what whatever it is you need God is able God is able anybody else anybody else praise God brother Sinway Yeah. Yes. 
person uh amen i want to call on brother aaron to stand up and say something tonight um, praise god it's always good to have him here amen he's been in this thing with us for a long time so i appreciate his faithfulness to the lord brother aaron. Good, to come into the house of god but you know i came in here tonight and First thing you felt was god's presence yeah, right amen. amen along with that presence i, I felt that burden and I know that there's a lot of there's a lot of burdens here tonight, uh-huh. but I, I know one thing that there is a remedy for every burden you have. Yeah. Right. But the thing about it is, uh, we have to. And Brother Harold uh, 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 mentioned it too. We got to come to that place where we got to be desperate. Yes. That That's that right. remedy is there, but we got to reach right. out. We got to yes. hold on. Amen. And not right. gonna get it just sitting back and that's right. Now we gotta make a move to God. Yes. If you make that move, I tell you what, He's gonna do right. what you need Him to do for right. you. Amen. Man, we gotta have that. Yes. I remember uh yes. uh way back in uh in, in the eighties when I first got baptized. I got baptized on June twentieth. And it took me two two months to get the Holy Ghost. And I struggled, and I was doubting. I was, you know, you know. And then Brother Garrison always, brother, remember, it's a promise, mm-hmm. right? And you know, everything that comes out of unbelief and doubt, it's the blame game. Yeah, right. First, first one to blame is God. Yeah. Yep. Uh-huh. He said no, brother. He said it's a promise, yeah. right? So one time, you know, I got tired of tearing for the Holy Ghost, mm-hmm. and you know, I made up my mind. I said, you know. And, and, and church that Sunday morning, I got up, I said, you know, today is the day awesome. for me to get the yeah. Holy Ghost. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I made up my mind. Right. Boy, all that morning, boy, I was, man, I couldn't wait till church. Yeah. And Amen. when the altar call, the call, an altar call, boy, I came up there, boy, I was ready. I said, Lord, Amen. that promise is for me. Yeah. So I receive it. Wow. Amen. And I was worshiping God, and I heard somebody speaking in tongues. That's right. What kind of language is that? That was me. That was me. All those who need have a need here tonight, be desperate. Yeah. Yes. Be desperate about that need you have. Yes. And seek God and call upon yes. him. Yes. He'll make that way. I guarantee yes. you. You come in faith believing, right. he'll make that way. Yes. Right. Amen. Thank you. God is here. Right. Yes. We all know He's here. Amen. You can feel Him. Yes. Yes. Amen. So believe God. Amen. Amen. I appreciate you all. Amen. God bless you. Amen. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Amen. We were looking at old pictures. My wife dug up some old pictures from White River, and, and I think it was right about that time there was uh, Brother Chuck. 
Brother Aaron, Brother David, and who else? Just those three standing on the banks of the White River right by the power dam ready to be baptized. And all the, everybody else was standing behind them. And, and I said, look at all those slim brothers. They were just a lot younger and a lot slimmer. Black hair. But I always remember that. I remember... God moving. I tell you what. Wow. I tell you what. When That's when you so humble yourself, yes. what does the Bible say? Yes. Humble yourself under the mighty hand of God, mm -hmm. and He will exalt you in due time. Mm -hmm. the The key word is humble yourself, mm -hmm. humility. Humble yourself. It's hard for human nature to do. Yeah. We we don't want to humble ourselves. But I remember, Amen. Very vaguely how the Lord would just move so mightily. It was because, guess what? We wanted Him to move. Yeah. We were humbling ourselves before Him. So God, amen, He He blessed us because of our humility. Yes. And amen, we've seen some, amen, phenomenal, amen, miracles, and God working. I mean, I tell you what, and I'm, you think about what the Bible says, Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, Today and forever. He right. has not Amen. changed. Amen. He's still the same. Amen. Amen. And I'm very thankful tonight. Amen. I can say from the depths of my heart, with all my heart, I can say, Wopila Kanka. Big thank you. Amen. Amen. Because that's the way I feel. And it's always good to have Brother Jimenez here, Brother Javier Jimenez here. Amen. And, and uh, a really good brother in the Lord, a good friend. Amen. Mm -hmm. he, he texted me one time and he said, uh, Good morning, Hermano. <laughs> Do you remember that, brother? <laughs> and I looked at that text and I said, I wonder if he sent the text to the wrong person. <laughs> I didn't understand what Hermano meant. And, and so I said, I said, Brother Harp, did you send this to the right? That's <laughs> just somebody that, you know, we say, in our in our language, we say, uh, uh, praise God, kola. Or the ladies say, mashte. Kolo, kola. I never realized this. My, my adopted brother, uh, Chuck Blyman, said, told, told us this one time. He said, when you call somebody kola, when you refer to them as being your friend, he said, you just don't call anybody Kola. And so I was thinking, okay. He said, when you call somebody Kola, that means they have to be like you. He said, be like you. Their, their personality, their conduct, their conduct. So I said, oh man, praise God. So you just don't call anybody friend. Amen. That's to me. That's a, a understanding of of relationship where when you're on the same <coughs> level yeah. mentally and even spiritually. Mm -hmm. Praise God. Amen. Amen. So Amen. that blessed me. So so I don't know really know what Romano means, but brother. Okay, there you go, brother or Romano. 
And he is my brother. He's my he's my brother and Lord, but he's also my overseer. Praise God. He's he's been so many things to me, and I thank him very much for his faithfulness. Amen. Amen. So, Brother Javier, come on up and just obey the Lord tonight. Give the Lord a hand clap if you can. You know, this is a, a little better than the best hospital bed they have. Mm -hmm. This beats the best jail they have. <laughs> Praise God. You know, the uh, the brothers threw me for a loop yesterday. I don't think I've cried so much before I got up, right? They had me crying. I need water. Anyway, it's so good to be here. Sister Lisa, we did miss you last night. Amen. A dear sister in the Lord, praise God. Good to have all of you that came from a long way. And just so you know, Jesus is the healer. Amen. Jesus is the deliverer. Amen. Jesus is the one that does the impossible. Amen. If you let him. Praise God. Oh, it's so good to be here today. Praise God. You know, I would go through some preliminaries, and yesterday kind of messed me up. I was wiping tears. Praise God. If you have a phone, would you please shut it off? If you have a phone and you use it as a Bible, please silence it. Brother, that's rude. No, it's not. It's not. I was at a funeral and somebody's phone went off now that's rude yes. I was in a church service and the woman in front of me I don't know if she was on Facebook or Craigslist or some other list the whole service if you're going to do that stay home yeah. Right, man. whoa that's me no 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 for you to get God's attention he needs and if you came here tonight wanting something from God, He needs your attention. Let me real quickly refresh uh, refresh your course. Just a minute. And He is a rewarder of them that casually seek Him. We harped about being diligent and seeking after God. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. You know, everything we do we want to grow in the grace and in the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ, Amen. our Savior, our Amen. healer, our deliverer. Praise God. And remember what I told you. If you don't get nothing else from me up here screaming and yelling and crying, remember this. All Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, in, for instruction. Get it right there. The Word of God is still the Word of God. I used to literally stand on this thing. Did anyone ever see me stand on that? And my dear wife said <clears throat> a few days before she left this world, she said, there's something you do that I really don't like. I said, really? What is it? You preach sometimes and you stand on your Bible. That is so disrespectful. I said, I need you to stop doing that. 
about four or five days before she left this world. I said, you don't understand. No, you don't understand. That is so disrespectful. You don't need to do that. And I mean, she's almost yelling at me. Had leukemia, and she's pretty thin, and she's just about ready to go. And I said, you don't understand. There is nothing else in this world to stand on but this right here. You might have a truckload of $100 bills. You might have a trainload of gold bullion bars. But this is the only thing in this world that you can stand on. She didn't understand that. So to honor my late wife, I don't stand on it no more. I embrace it like this. Praise God. How many of you brought a Bible today? Amen. Amen. Praise God. It, it's so tempting. Good to see Armando Austin. He reminded me yesterday, brother, I, the way you can remember my name is think of Austin, Texas. Is that what you told me? <laughs> I have a cousin there in beautiful Austin, Texas. Praise God. But it's so tempting today to preach about <clears throat> follow me and I will make you fishers of men because we did go out and I, I really I didn't catch those fish I caught two of those funny looking things but I really didn't catch them they caught themselves I snagged them on the side both of them <laughs> Brother Richie I couldn't believe it I thought it was a catfish Sister Walker I snagged two of these things right here on the side. And it was a good battle. There was a dear brother, he's been gone for a while, a dear brother, Al Javon from Fresno, California. And uh, Brother Hancock had a, a meeting many years ago in Lufkin, Texas. And my dear wife and I <clears throat> got to go. And we were out fishing for bass. And uh, he said, brother, do you know what fishing is? I said, no, what is it? He said, it's one jerk feeling another jerk. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Brother Rich, I had a couple jerks today where the line just went, zzz, 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 and then nothing. Felt great. But it's tempting to, to uh, preach about that this morning. Uh, I don't know, you Bible scholars should know this. The Lord called four fishermen four fishermen one IRS agent of the Roman Empire the rest of them we don't know what they did but he called four fishermen and so there must be an insight brother Harold to fishing and the things of God but today I, I want to share something it's been on my heart and I said dear Lord Vermilion is a good place to share this because these people need everything they can get from God. I need everything I can get from God. If you think you have arrived, you haven't. That's right. Amen. If you think you know it all, you don't know it all. Praise Amen. God. The man that tells you that he knows everything is lying to you. There's not only thieves out there. There's liars out there. There's a father of liars too. But today, if you have your Bible with you, before I get going, how many husbands we got in here? Raise your hand. 
How many wives we got in here? Raise your hand. I couldn't say this yesterday because I lost my bearings yesterday because I was crying. Husbands, love your wives. Wives, love your husbands. Why? Because strong marriages make strong families. And strong families make strong churches. Our country has a problem. The family structure has been under attack for quite a while. Yes. And we need strong families. We need babies to love their daddies and moms. And we need all of this so we can do a work for God as a church body, not only in Vermilion, but in Denver and in Mexico and everywhere else. ¿Quién habla español aquí? Alguien? Nadie habla español. Brother Harold threw out some... Uh, some native language, so I'm going to throw out some Espanol. <laughs> I had the privilege, if you want to call it that, <clears throat> my brother and I are widow-er-ers. I throw an extra-er in there. He's building a house 80, 90 miles northeast of Mexico City, and I have the privilege, because I was in construction all my life, doesn't mean I know everything, but uh, he's building a house there, and so we get to go and help him. Things are real different in Mexico, and uh, you don't know what you have until you're away from home, away from the saints of God. And there's Amen. churches out there, and they're a little different. They're a little different, but uh, we love God. And so all that preliminary stuff, stand with me if you will. Let's go to the book of Acts. And if you don't know a whole lot about the book of Acts, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John is the life, the ministry of Jesus Christ. The book of Acts is the historical record that God gave us in His Word. The book of Romans all the way to the book of Revelation are epistles. An epistle is not the wife and of apostle. The epistle is an old word for a letter. Yep. They are letters that were written mostly to churches, uh, a few individuals. And so the book of Acts falls right in the middle. And uh, I've always uh, been amazed that if you, uh, how many cooks we got in here? Raise your hand. Uh, when the, when the uh, uh, recipe says uh, two cups of sugar, two cups of flour, don't add the third. Follow the recipe. Yep. And so this is the pattern or the recipe of the early church of the living God in the book of Acts. And so we want to follow, mm -hmm. Brother Sinaway, the pattern, yep. the recipe. What did they do in the beginning? How did they do things? Well, let's go back and let's look at the pattern, Sister Walker. Let's see what the early church did. Praise God. If we claim to be the same bunch that still baptizes in the name of Jesus Christ, that still believes, Brother Kerry, the infilling of the Holy Ghost, evidence uh, by the speaking of tongues uh, and, and some people get confused uh, languages lenguas in espanol lenguajes praise god if we're going to consider ourselves uh, an extension or a continuation of that bunch brother richie then we got to go back to the recipe the pattern the book of acts the early history of the church yes. are you ready <laughs> Forgive me. 
chapter 11, book of Acts, beginning of verse 19. Chapter 11, book of Acts, starting at verse 19. Now they which were scattered abroad upon the persecution that arose upon Stephen traveled as far as Phoenicia, Cyprus, and Antioch, preaching the word to none but unto the Jews only. And some of them were men of Cyprus and Cyrene, which when they were come to Antioch, spake unto the Grecians, preaching the Lord Jesus. And the hand of the Lord was with them, and a great number believed and turned unto the Lord. Then tidings of these things came unto the ears of the church which was in Jerusalem, and they sent forth Barnabas that he should go as far as Antioch who when he came and had seen the grace of God, was glad and exhorted them all. That's what I'm doing tonight. Praise God. Exhorted them all that with purpose of heart, Brother Harold basically said the same thing, they would cleave unto the Lord. For he was a good man and full of the Holy Ghost and of faith, and much people was added unto the Lord. Then departed Barnabas to Tarsus, for to seek Saul, and when he had found him, he brought him unto Antioch, and it came to pass that a whole year they assembled themselves with the church and taught much people, and the disciples were called Christians first in Antioch. Uh, Brother Harold, would you ask the Lord to be with us tonight? Thank you, Father, again for this opportunity. Yes, Lord. Lord, we ask that you would pour out your spirit upon us. Yes, Lord. God, that you would open up our ears that we may hear, Father. Amen. Our eyes that we may see, Lord. Yes, Lord. And our hearts that we may be converted unto you. God, let your word accomplish what you sent it for to do. Father, this we ask in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. And we praise you for it, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. amen. Everyone say, Amen, Amen. Amen, Amen. Praise God. Ibrahim is Abraham. Praise God. We're going to be throwing out some foreign words. Let's do it. <laughs> Praise God. Praise God. Tonight, for a few minutes of your time, we're so thankful that some of you made the trip all the way here. My dear little sister and I made the trip from uh, Denver, Colorado. And you know, Brother Harold, every time I come, I think they add about 20 miles. <laughs> Google said about eight and a half hours, and we took a little bit longer, and then we lost an hour. But if you see one laying out there, let me know. Praise God. Hallelujah. I want to preach to you from the last part of verse 26. And the disciples were called Christians first in Antioch, Christianos, praise God, hallelujah, praise God. Antioch was a large city of the Roman Empire who happened to be in control of all that part of the world. It was a very large city. In the Roman Empire, there may have been only a couple cities larger than, than Antioch, and it was probably Rome and possibly Alexandria in Egypt. And so Antioch was a pretty good-sized uh, town, city, whatever you want to call it, metropolis, uh, praise God. But if you read the scriptures here that 
They were only preaching to the Jews, and then gradually they started reaching out for the non-Jew. Yes. Praise God. If you read the 8th chapter of the same book, you'll see that a, a big persecution hit the church yep. in Jerusalem. And I believe that was allowed of the Lord to get out and begin to spread the gospel, not only to the Jews, uh, but anybody else, uh, praise God, that was upon God's earth. Uh, and that includes Vermilion, yeah. South Dakota. And so this church began to grow. They sent Barnabas. And things began to happen. Praise yeah. God. And if you read the scripture, you read the first, a few chapters past. I personally believe, Brother Harold, that Antioch may have been the home church, Brother David, of the Apostle Paul. He may have considered that a home church for him. Because several times he returned there from yeah. where him and Barnabas, who were called apostles. Yes. Somebody said, no, no, there was only 12. 12 apostles of the Lamb. Yes. There's only 12 foundations in the book of Revelation. But these two men, Saul, whose name was changed to Paul yes. and Barnabas, are also called apostles. Yes. And there's possibly others. Yes. So somebody says, well, there's no more apostles. Well, technically, the original 12, no. But there are men yes. who are sent yes. out to start works, yes. and we could call them, according to that, apostles. Yes. We're trying to follow the pattern, the recipe, praise God, if you please. Uh, praise God. The word Christian is only used three times. In your Bible, go with me real quick to 1 Peter chapter 4. And I've got a few scriptures tonight. I'm going to try to hurry. Praise God. We're going to be here again tomorrow. This is part one. If I can say that, praise God. Part one, praise God. Chapter 4, 1 Peter, verse 16. What did he say? Yet if any man suffer as a Christian... As a Christian, let him not be ashamed, but let him glorify God on this behalf. And then go back to the book of Acts, chapter 26, and we'll read where the Apostle Paul, after he was imprisoned, and he's testifying to a king in chapter 26, and, and you'll read, uh, and let's start at verse 27, King Agrippa, believest thou the prophets? I know that thou believest. Verse 28. Then Agrippa said unto Paul, Almost thou persuadest, almost thou persuadest me to be a Christian. There it is, the third time. I pray to God tonight uh, that some of you almost... I don't want you to almost. Yeah. I want you to believe. Yeah. I want you to obey. You know, what, what, one of the hardest things for people to do, Brother Harold mentioned this, is to humble themselves. Yeah. You wouldn't right. be here tonight right. if you thought you had it all together. Yeah. Some of you would have been home or at a bar or smoking a funny looking cigarette or dropping a pill or injecting yourself with some 
ungodly chemical. They're not drugs, they're chemicals. Chemicals. They spray crops with chemicals. They put chemicals in your body to try to kill things. So I pray that not almost. And so this man almost was persuaded. The apostle Paul had a way of persuading people. History says that when he was in jail, sometimes they had to change the guards regularly because he would convert them and he would get them to believe God. Sister Melissa, praise God. He was quite a man. He was a tremendous man. He was a special chosen vessel of God to preach his gospel and to reach all, all that area of the world. And so he almost Convince this man to be about what we want to talk about tonight, a Christian. Uh, some of you may not know this, uh, but that was a derogatory term. Yeah. A derogatory term. If you are a Mexican or Guatemalan, Nicaraguan, whatever, and you come to this, this country and you cross the Rio Grande River, which flows right in front of my house, in New, uh, my sister's house in New Mexico, kind of does this. They'll call you a wetback. Yep. You're looking at a man that was born in a foreign country to an American citizen. That foreign country happened to be Mexico. Mm -hmm. And no, we did not cross the river. We had papers. I was an American citizen when I was born in Mexico. You know why? The law of the United States says if an American citizen has a baby anywhere in the world, they are an automatic American citizen. So I was a gringo even though I was born in Mexico. If you want to use that terminology. And so Christian originally was a derogatory word to these crazy Jesus people, yes. these people that, that done all this stuff. So what I want to get to you tonight is that there was something that they saw yep. to call them a Christian. Mm -hmm. There was something that they, they saw. Yep. And let me break it down for you, praise God. Their behavior, brother. Yep, right. Their behavior. Possibly the way they looked. The way they acted. Let me just tell you what it was. Holy Ghost. God's people are different than the world. Brother Harold talked about all the stuff he went through. The alcohol, the chemicals, slash drugs, and all of that stuff. God's people are different than those yes. out there. Amen. Yes. There's people right now drinking at a bar. Yep. Give me another one. Give me some of that high-powered stuff in the little glass. Yep. These people were different in Antioch. Yes. And so they called them Christians. Mm -hmm. The word Christian kind of a hard word to pinpoint. Yeah. People of the Christ 
or Christ-like. But it was a derogatory term. It was not a Jewish word because if it was, the Jews would have admitted that that crazy guy was the Messiah and they were not going to do that. To this day, oh no, he was a good man. He was a prophet. He was not the Messiah. Well, guess what, folks? The train came for them and they missed it. Don't you miss it tonight? Don't you miss your opportunity tonight? Hallelujah. And so it was here at Antioch that they weren't just called the Jesus people, the people of the way, or this crazy sect. It was here they were called Christians. And you know something about these people? Do you know they all were baptized in the only name given among men under heaven, whereby we must be saved. They were all baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, just like you, brother, like you, sister. They received the Holy Ghost speaking in an unknown language or tongue, just like you did. They gathered together and assembled, just like you do, in Antioch. And they start calling them Christians. Some people think because you go to church, you're an automatic Christian. That's right. That's like me. Sister Martha was dressed like a farm girl today. Yep. Like her going down and visiting a farm. Oh, you're a farmer. No, I'm just visiting. And some people think they show up at church and automatic, I'm a Christian. I'm not a mechanic. Now, this guy is a mechanic knows his stuff. I can walk in a mechanic shop, maybe get a little oil in my hand and get a rag in my pocket. You a mechanic? No. I just got my hand dirty. Come on. Right. There's something that you've got to do to be called a Christian. Hallelujah. Jesus didn't die for nothing. The man that I worked for for many years treated me good. Brother, I almost, there's that word again, almost got a Bible study in his home. And he tells me one day, he says, you know, I've actually lived a pretty good life. I don't think I need that. You know what? Every human being needs Jesus Christ in their life. Every human being that is alive and breathing needs Jesus Christ in their life. Oh, I don't need God. The day is coming. Listen to me. The day is coming when somebody under the sound of my voice is going to breathe their last breath. And then you will wish a million times that you would have taken that step and believed and obeyed the word of God. Hallelujah. They were called Christians not because they went to church. There was something about them. Praise God. Their behavior, the way they done things, praise God. But they were Christ-like. They were people of Christ, people of, of Jesus. And so if we believe that, if we claim that, then what, what, 
What things did Jesus do? And there's so many things, but tonight for a few minutes of your time, I want to talk about two things that made the Lord so special when he walked on this earth. Yes, we know him, that his ministry, you read the last verses of the book of John, he done so much uh, that even the world could not contain the books. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Amen. That's right. We get the highlights that the writers of the scripture give us. But there's two things that Jesus did that kind of really elevate him to a place that if we want to be Christians, we need to kind of follow his example. Yes. Amen. Turn with me, if you will, to the book of John, chapter 13. He used the word love. And the scripture... What is the most quoted scripture in the world concerning love from the scripture? For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth on him should not perish, but have everlasting life. That's quoted, but they forgot about John 3. John 3 and 5. About being born... Of water, yes. not the water, of water, yes. and of the Spirit, right. okay? So he talks about love, but let's go to chapter 13, and, and just let me read you a few verses. And again, we're talking about these people that were called Christians first. Christians first. Chapter 13 of John, about the 34th verse. Did I get it right? Yes. 1334. I don't know. I don't know where I'm at. <laughs> All right, here we go. A new commandment I give unto you. This is beside the miracles. This is beside the making of bread and walking on the water and all of this stuff. Okay? Listen what he says. A new commandment I give unto you. That ye love one another as I have loved you. That ye also love one another. We live in a world full of this thing called hate. You get in front of somebody in Denver, or I don't know if they do it here in Vermilion, but we have this thing called road rage. Man, how dare you cut me off. Boom, boom. They do that over there. Hate, that's all it is. Pure evil and hate. And so Jesus talks about loving one another. Let's continue. By this shall all men know that ye are my disciples. Mm -hmm. If you have what? Love. One to another. Amen. By this, by this shall all men know that ye are my disciples. And the scripture we just read and the disciples, there's that word, disciples were called Christians yep. first in Antioch. So love. Can we love one another here? Yes. If you don't love somebody in here, we got a problem. What did I say? Husbands what? Love your wives. Wives, love your husband. He's a jerk. Love him anyway. She's not good. Love her anyway. Some of the in-laws and outlaws, like Brother Garrison used to say many years ago, are terrible. Love them anyway. Yes. 
Jesus is saying, love them. And that's something that makes you a Christian to follow the teachings of Jesus Christ. Yes. Amen. Love. Yes. One of the most powerful, if not the most powerful, read the 13th chapter of 1 Corinthians. Praise God. He talks about love. The word there is charity. Yes. Same thing like hermano. Yes. And brother, praise God. Love, 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 love. I don't have time to read you all these verses, but the love that we need one another. Do you know how you make a strong family? You love one another. You know how you make a strong church? Brother, I love you. You hug them. Brother, thank you. I appreciate you. Hermano Pastor, I love you and appreciate you. Sister, I appreciate you. I love you. There's a bond there that the world can't break, that hate can't come and try to get in if you love one another. I want to be a Christian like these folks were. I want to have something that identifies me. Hey, there goes one of them. How do you know? They love one another. A house divided against itself is what? It won't stand. Can't stand. Impossible. And we have that problem in America. Look how our country is right now. Oh, you're a red state. You're a blue state. You know what? I could care less about that. I'm going to preach the word of God and pray they all get the Holy Ghost and get baptized in the name of Jesus and live for God. You know, some people get so wrapped in politics. Praise God. You know, Jesus never got political. Some of you might get into it. I used to get into it. And you know what? One day I said, I know what I believe. I believe the word of God. It doesn't matter. But some some people get so wrapped up about, oh, you got to vote for so-and-so and all this stuff. Jesus never got political. The closest he got, in my opinion, Brother Harold, correct me if I'm wrong. Yell at me if you have to. When they came and said, is it right to pay tribute? And they, they brought him a coin. Yep. You don't have no gold coins in here, do you? Anyway, the answer just blew them away. Whose inscriptions on that coin? Caesar's. Then render unto Caesar what is Caesar, and unto God what is God. And they went away and they marveled like, wow! That's about as close as he got. He did not come. To fix the social issues of his day. He came at a rough time. He came when the Romans who were real loving people. No, they were they were ruthless and brutal. In Rome's heyday, listen to this. In the heyday of Rome, when they reached the peak, over half of the people that lived in Rome were slaves. You know how you became a slave in those times? Your country got conquered by mine. Yeah, right. If you want to live, you're my slave. You want to die, we'll kill you right here. It was a rough time, folks. How many times do you read Pharisee and Sadducee in the Old Testament? Not once. Their religious system had gotten to the point where if you happened to be born on the right side of the tracks or whatever... You were up here. And if not, 
Jesus was looked down upon because he ate with sinners and publicans. He dealt with the poor. If we're going to be Christians, guess what? Gotta do the same thing. How come your master eats with publicans and sinners? Man, how come he don't come with us elites? Remember what Jesus said, that, that, that little thing he talked about? I thank you, Lord, I'm not like that guy over there. And that guy over there, God have mercy upon me, a sinner. That's what Jesus was like. That's why they were called Christians uh, first in Antioch because they demonstrated some of these things like Jesus. Amen. Love. A love for the lost. A, a love for humanity. It was love that made him come to this world. I want you to turn to 2 Corinthians chapter 5. I've learned to really love these verses. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, if you have a Bible, follow me. Beginning at verse 17. Listen what the apostle says. And he knows what he's talking about. He had an experience on the road to Damascus. He saw the light, literally. He saw the light. Praise God, my former son-in-law knows my brothers. <laughs> and he goes, how come you're not like your brothers? They're boozing and whatever. I said, because I've seen the light. <laughs> I have. I had to go look for a barber when I saw the light. I had to change some things. I wasn't moved. I wasn't stirred. I changed. I remember when he came, he had long hair. He had to go find a barber. Yes. And look like a man and not a woman. Yes. My brother threatened me one time. My, my, my brother I loved dearly. <laughs> I'm getting off here. There was a group from England that came in the early 60s. Anyone remember what their name was? And you know what? When they showed up in America, barbers lost business. And my brother threatened me. He goes, if you don't get a haircut one night, I'm going to sneak in while you're asleep, and I'm going to give you a haircut. I was ready. I always waited till you went to bed, brother, before I went to sleep. We got to change. Praise God. Anyway. So the Apostle, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is what? A new creature. A new creature. God can change you. God can give you something new. All things are passed away. Behold, all things. All things, not some. Oh, become new. And all things are of God who hath reconciled us to himself, to Jesus Christ, and hath given to us the ministry of reconciliation. I love verse 19. Listen to what it says. To wit that God was in Christ reconciling the world unto himself, 
not imputing their trespasses unto them, and have committed unto us the word of reconciliation. Now then we are ambassadors for Christ, as though God did beseech you by us, we pray you in Christ's stead, be ye reconciled to God. You've seen this before, you'll see it again. God is a spirit. Yes. He took the seed of Abraham, right. born of a virgin by the name of Miriam. Yeah. Or Mary. Yeah. Whichever version you like, Espanol or English. Mm -hmm. And he robed himself in flesh. Mm -hmm. And he yeah. walked on this earth for about 33 and a half years or so. And he healed the sick. He raised the dead. He done all these marvelous, wonderful things. Yeah, right. Oh, if we, could have, if we could somehow get a vision of him walking down the streets of Jerusalem, walking down the seaside, getting in a ship and preaching to thousands. Praise God. There was one time when he had a group for three days. Yep. We struggle being in church for a couple hours. He had them for three days. And then it came time. For this flesh that he wore to die. And then he picked it up. Walked through walls. Disappeared here and there. Thomas, come here, buddy. Come here. And then he left them and went on. Yep. And so he left us as ambassadors. Yep. How many scholars we got in here? Give me a good uh, definition. What does that word mean, ambassadors? Representative. representative. We are representatives of this man called Jesus yep. Christ of Nazareth. And so if we want to be called Christians, like they were at Antioch, We've got to follow the pattern. Yes. Follow the recipe, Sister yes. Melissa. Yes. Follow the recipe, Sister. we got to follow the recipe. Yes. Right. Oh, I'm a Christian. Why? Oh, I go to church. Yeah. Doesn't work that way. Does not work that way. Praise God. Let me share a quick testimony. When I was touched of the Lord, when my hair was long, when I had hair, brother, one of my dear aunts, one of my dad's younger sister, my tia Gabriela, we call her Lala. No, no, Lela. Anyway, she's there. And I tell her, I'm going to get baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. No, 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 no. You were baptized as an infant. You don't need to do that. I grabbed a Spanish Bible, brother. And I handed it to my tia, my aunt. Show me. Okay. Right. I'm not from Missouri, but show me. Right. She couldn't show me. You know why? It's not in there. Yeah. That's right. If you've ever looked for a black cat in a dark room that's not there, it's almost impossible to find that yeah. cat. Because right. he's not there. That's right. Oh, I love the Word of God. Yeah. And so we are ambassadors. We want to follow the pattern of those first people that were called Christians. Amen. Christians. Praise God. We want to follow the pattern. Praise God. 
And here's probably the toughest thing, uh, another thing, and again, I don't have time. I can just, we could spend days going through some of this stuff, but I'm, I'm picking two things that really stand out to me about why they were like Jesus. Love, loving people. And the next was probably the hardest one, and it's called forgiving. Forgiving. Praise God. Forgiving. Peter said, should I forgive my brother seven times? And the Lord said, what? Seventy times seven is what? We got any mathematicians here? 490 times. So brother, you can offend me as much as you want. I don't think you'll hit 490 in one day. We can try. But the Lord... Let's read it. Chapter 8 of John. Verse 1. Jesus went into the Mount of Olives. And early in the morning, he came again into the temple. And all the people came unto him. And he sat down and taught them. They had heard about the miracles. They had seen miracles. This man is just unbelievable. Miracles follow him everywhere he goes. And he's, as he's sitting down in verse 3, listen to what happens. And the scribes and Pharisees, they brought somebody. Brought it to him a woman taken in what? Didn't say fornication, did it? Oh, it's the same thing. No, it's not. Adultery. And when they had set her in the midst, they say unto him, Master, this woman was taken in adultery in the very act. If, if that's the case, where's the man? Yeah. Right. Amen. Hurry up, get dressed, get out of here. Get out of here, hurry up. Woman, come here. And so they bring the woman to him. Verse 5, now Moses in the law commanded us that such should be stoned. But what sayest thou? One of the greatest men in your Bible. A man after God's own heart. A man that had wives. A bunch of wives and concubines. A concubine is a secondary wife. He looks out one day and sees what the Bible calls a very beautiful woman. And you know the story. Bathsheba and David should have both been stoned. Yeah, right. yeah. Mm -hmm. Amen. They should have both been stoned. Yes. But God was merciful. Yes, that's right. Praise God. Amen. Verse 6, this they said tempting him that he might have to accuse him. You know, the Pharisees, not, not, they had a problem with the Sabbath day. Miracles left and right. Hey, you can't do that on the Sabbath day. Miracles, signs, wonders. You can't do that on the Sabbath day. I, I don't understand their, their, their logic. Their heart was so hard. Verse 7. So when they continued asking him, he lifted up himself and said unto him, to them, He that is without sin among you, let him first cast a stone at her. And again, he stooped down and wrote on the ground. And they which heard it, being convicted by their own conscience, went out one by one, beginning at the eldest, even unto the last. And Jesus was left alone and the woman standing in the midst. The only one that could have picked up a stone and thrown it at her was Jesus. 
He was the only one without sin. He could have stoned her to death. Praise God. Verse 10. When Jesus had lifted up himself and saw none but the woman, he said unto her, and here's what I want you to get. Woman, where are those thine accusers? Hath no man condemned thee? She said, No man, Lord. And Jesus said unto her, Neither do I condemn thee. Go and sin no more. Compassion, right. forgiveness. Right. Right. In the 1800s, 1880s, 1860s, somewhere there, in the territory known as Kansas, there was a judge called Judge Parker. He was famous and they called him what, sister? The hanging judge. You and I, because of our human nature, will hang anybody. He done me wrong. Hang him. He cut me off. Hang him. The neighbor yelled at me. Hang him. The compassion that the Lord had for this woman technically put her out there, get a pile of rocks and work her over until she's dead. Can we do that? The sister done me wrong. I don't like her. The brother done me wrong. I don't like him. I'll hang you, brother. That's a spirit sometimes people have. And yet they call themselves Christian. They were called Christians in Antioch for a reason. They had this thing that mimicked or copied or followed the example of Jesus Christ Himself. Man, you look just like your daddy. How can you tell? Man, you look just like him. Must be a Marshall. Must be a Garcia or a Jones or a Jimenez or something. Do the same thing your daddy does. That's what these people were doing to be called Christians. Hallelujah. Praise God. And probably the hardest one. Let's go to Luke chapter 23. Oh God, chapter 23. I want to be a Christian. I want to be a real Christian. Praise God. Luke chapter 23. And listen to what happens here in verse 34. The Lord has been condemned. The purpose of his mission to come to this world has come to pass. Jesus did not come to this world to condemn it, but to save it. He came to seek that which was lost. And here he is hanging. Oh, if I would have been there, I wouldn't have done it. Oh, yes, he would. One minute they're praising him. The next minute they're screaming out to Pontius Pilate, Crucify him! Yeah. Hasn't done that. I don't find any fault in him. Crucify him! And here he is. The creator of the universe in human form. And in chapter 23, verse 34, listen to what your Lord and my God said. Then said Jesus, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Mm. Oh, I, 
My husband left me with four kids. I cannot forgive him. He left me a mess. He left this. I cannot forgive him. Here is the creator of the world yes. hanging between heaven and earth. Forgive him. Yes. Right. You don't understand, brother. That woman done me wrong. I cannot forgive her. You need to forgive her. Or you are not a Christian. You are not a follower of Jesus Christ. You are not a disciple of Him if there's something in your heart full of bitterness and all this other junk. They were called Christians for a reason, folks. Amen. I hope I did not offend anyone here. Brother, I hope I did not offend you yesterday when I asked, is this a praying church? Did I offend anybody? I asked a point blank question yes. because there's churches today that I could ask the same question and instead of saying yes, they would have said, no, we are not a praying church. So the question tonight is, can we call ourselves Christians? What do they see on the job? What do they see at Walmart when the buggy, the lady, crowds you? Hey, I was here first. My daughter gave us a, a big cat. Big cat, about 20 pounds. Not fat, he's just a big cat. And he grew up around cows and dogs. And he would lay down and you know, so, you know, dogs and cats, they have this love-hate relationship, mostly hate, unless they grow up together. Right. And so old cowboy's laying there, and here comes the dogs, and he does not move. They're almost running him over, and his thing is, I was here first. I'm not moving. <laughs> Sometimes that's what we do. What do they see on the job? What do the kids see at home? What are the in-laws and the outlaws again, like Brother Garrett said? What do they see? What do the neighbors see? I told you the story last time. I'll tell it again for those that never heard it. My dear wife, when I turned 50, and it seemed like years ago, but I'm only 52. And a, and a few more. She said, I got a great idea for your 50th birthday. Let's do a costume party. We don't we do not do this thing called Halloween. I hope you don't. Check history, folks. You know, do a little research. The world jumps up. You don't have to jump with them. Anyway, so my wife said, Let, let's, you know... First week or so of September, you're September 6th, baby. Let's let's do a costume party. Let's have a little fun. Okay. So I thought I'd go as a Mexican, brother. <laughs> My brother Ruben almost slapped me. You are a Mexican. One of Pancho Villa's Mexicans, rough-looking character. I didn't get a haircut for several months. I let my hair grow on my face, uh, and I look kind of rough. 
And one of our finishers, drywall finishers, pulled me off to the side. <laughs> and he goes, is something wrong? I said, why do you ask? We've never seen you like this. Right. And I'm supposed to be a Christian, brother. I'm supposed to be a man that loves and forgives and does all this godly stuff. We've never seen you like this. Man, are you and your wife having problems? And brother, he just keeps, and I'm laughing. And then I tell him what's going on. We're going to have a party for me. I turned a half century old. And we want to have a party. So you see, people look at you. Yeah. Yes. I thought he was a Christian. Yeah, right. He just cussed me out. Yeah. That's right. They're watching you. Mm. Amen. We were building an addition to a Catholic church. And we had trouble with a man. We'd done drywall metal step framing. And I called the boss and I said, man, I'm having trouble with this guy. Fire him. Tell him, pick up his stuff. Hit the road jack. I'll have a check in the evening for him or something. So I go and tell him, amigo. He calls the boss and tells him that I cussed him out. He cussed me out when he fired me. He says, you're a liar. That man don't cuss. You know why? Because I'm a Christian. I'm a Christian like those at Antioch. I'm full of the Holy Ghost. I don't talk like that. The world's looking at you. What do they see when they look at you? How many of you like a good root beer? Anybody? Yes. (laughs) The best one that I've drank is called Henry Weinhardt. Comes in a bottle that looks like a beer bottle. (laughs) I like it a lot. And so I'm drinking one of those, and I thought he didn't drink. (laughs) And then on the job, And then I done this, look, I went, oh, it's a root beer. They're watching. They're looking. But when they saw them folks at Antioch, they called them Christians. They called them Christians. Are you a Christian tonight? Brother, are you a Christian tonight? Sister, are you a Christian tonight? Do you know the Lord's only coming for believers? Yeah. Not wannabe, not half of you, or whatever. Do you know that one day, folks, listen to me. Listen to me. 60 years went like that. Yes, that's right. Like that. Brother, you remember the elevated part of I-70? The elevated part? When we showed up from Mexico, when I showed up as a little snot-nosed little kid that didn't speak gringo talk, Puro Espanol. They had just finishing up the last touches of the elevated part of I-70. When you come to Denver, brother, and we pray, we're trying to lure him to Denver to come minister to us for a few days. When you come to Denver, brother, 
I'm going to take you down that part. And you're going to say, hmm, it's gone. Yeah. 60 years, folks. I don't know when, but there's going to be a trumpet that's going to sound. It could be at 2 in the morning. It could be at 3.37 in the afternoon. I don't know what time it's going to happen, but only Christians are going to hear that sound, and they're going to go up and meet the Lord in the That day is coming. Write it down. You can bank on it. It's going to happen because the Word of God says so. Only Christians. Only Christians. Only those that follow the example of the Lord God Himself in human form. No, you're not a Christian just because you show up. You've got to do a few things. Turn away from sin. Repent. And be buried in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And receive this thing called the Holy Ghost where the power of God comes upon you. And you begin to speak in Espanol or the native tongue the brother was talking or some other language that God chooses. The Spirit of God will move. And then you get a haircut if you need one. Women, leave your hair alone. According to the scripture. Change. Let the people at work say, oh my God, what happened to this guy? I was 20 years old. I'm almost done. I was 20 years old when I came to the Lord. And the men on the job, some of them got upset because I had reached out for God and changed my life. You haven't lived yet. Religion's only for old people. You're still so young. Some of them said that. You're missing out on life. No, you know what I'm missing out on? Hell, sorrow, pain, all of that junk. What are you gaining? I'm going to gain eternal life. I'm going to gain glory. I'm going to walk on streets of gold. Oh my God. Can you love and forgive people tonight? Can you turn the other cheek if you have to? We were talking about a controversial thing today. You know, brother, I'll tell you what. I had such a time. Not only got wet and caught fish or snagged fish, but I had such a good time today to visit with Brother David and Brother Harold. I, I, I can't quite do that back then. I can't talk about certain things and get down to nitty gritty. I just enjoyed it because I'm a Christian. Amen. I'm trying to be a Christian. Yeah. I'm trying, brother. Well, I haven't arrived. We haven't got it all. We're learning. We're getting more. But I want to be a Christian. Amen. I don't know where you're at today. I don't know if some of you need to repent of your sin and be baptized in the only name we know. But oh my God. I don't want to miss this. I don't want to miss anything. You know, I have a grandmother. 
that's been gone for a while and she's pretty much the one that started all of this in my life and then I have a mother I have a mother that left this world also and then about six and a half years ago the woman I was married to for a little over 39 years left this world but let me let me close with this before I knew who Sandra Mondragon was there was a girl in San Jose California that I thought I loved and uh, we were going to get married and two weeks before I had already sister Lisa got an apartment bought some cheap furniture here and there and trying to do my best I, I thought I was in love I thought I was in love if you're young today sister Stephanie it's so good to see you I didn't greet you yesterday but if you think you're in love if you're a young lady or a young man let me give you the secret to where to find your partner and and uh, I, I don't know if it was brother Aaron or Brother Harold, but they said something about the altar. This is where you find your partner right here. Amen. Not in back of the church uh, or at Walmart or High V or Low V or whatever. Amen. And so I thought I was in love with this girl. And two weeks before, on a Friday night service, she walks up to me and says, I don't want nothing to do with you, with God or church or anything, and walked out. But here's the thing with this girl. A year or so earlier, she was supposed to die of leukemia. God healed her of leukemia. The doctor told her mother, Sister Dolores Torres, your daughter can die here in the hospital, or you can take her home to die. She's going to die. And if you've ever dealt with sick people and you've lost somebody, you know what I'm talking about. It's a difficult situation. And the mother said, no, we're going to take her to church. And the doctor told her, I don't care what you do. This girl is going to die. And so they took her to church, my cousin's church in San Jose, California. And they show up. And they all gather around her. And I mean, they, they've been praying, seeking God. And they're calling out for God. Heal Dolly. Her name was Delia, but they called her Dolly. Pretty girl. And she told her mother after, I felt something. I felt God touch. I felt something. And so they take her back. They do some blood work. This was 45, 7, 48 years ago. Long time ago. And the nurses can't believe it. Something can't be. We know who she is, but look at her blood. Can't be. She's got brand new blood. Can't be. Can't be. Cannot be. But it was. Hallelujah. 
We pray all the time, oh, God ain't going to heal me, but what if he did? Right oh, I, 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 I've been praying, and I haven't got an answer. Well, let's pray again, because... Remember, Cornelius was dead for a day, wasn't he? No, four days. Do you know what happens to an unembalmed body after four days? It starts smelling. It starts literally deteriorating. And the, the, there's just a lot of ugly stuff. And so this girl was healed of leukemia and walked away from I have never asked whatever happened to Dolly Torres. Have never asked whatever happened to She should have died. But we serve a loving God. A merciful God. Honey, you should be stoned, but you know what? I don't condemn you. They were called Christians. Are you a Christian? Are you walking where you should be? Are you going to throw the dice and gamble? Do you know that gamblers are losers? I worked with a man that would gamble, brother, play poker. He always told me, oh, I want $300 last night. One, 200 You know, he'd tell me that all the time. But he never told me how much he I don't want to gamble tonight. That's why I used to stand on this. This is a sure thing. Yes. This is a sure thing. This is a sure thing. This is a sure thing. Some of you will remember what you heard tonight. Some of you will remember one day and say, man, how come I didn't do that? How come I didn't talk, talk, try to become a Christian? How come I didn't give my heart to the Lord and repent? With every eye closed, every head bowed. Oh God, if you're here tonight and you want to meet the Lord in the air, or when you take your last breath, you want to see something good. If you want God in your life, I would like to invite you to come and pray at this altar. Oh, I'm embarrassed. I can't go up there. People will look at me. We do a lot of foolish things in life. This is a life and death situation when you think about it. You know, no one's guaranteed tomorrow. I'll see you tomorrow if God wills. If God allows. But I'm going to ask all you saints here tonight. If you need to take inventory tonight. This altar is a great place to start. God, you know everything. You know where I'm at. You know where I live. You know my heart, the intents and thoughts of everything, Lord. You know everything. You know, there's men that hide things in the garage. 
There's women that put things under the mattress. There's all this ungodliness that people do. But do you know who sees it all? David thought he got away. David thought, you know what? I'll send Uriah to the front line and it'll be taken care of. But God sent a man of God, a prophet. It was not taken care of. I want to walk on streets of gold. How about you? I want to go to a place that you can be there and there's real peace and joy. The apostle said that he knew a man that was carried away into the third heaven. We believe he was talking about himself and saw things that were unlawful to others. But I'm going to ask you all to come and I want you to take inventory and say, you know what, brother? I am a Christian. I'm going to join those saints from Antioch that were called Christians. Yeah. I'm going to join those saints. And I'm going to walk on streets of gold. Why don't you come? Let's take inventory tonight. We want to grow in the Lord. We want to get closer to Him. We don't want to fool ourselves. We don't want to deceive ourselves. I want to be saved. I want to know the Lord in everything He has. I want to be a real Christian. When I go to the job, I want to witness just with my presence. I want people to see somebody and when they say, will you pray for us? They know they can go to you. Yes. Why don't you come? Why don't you come? Let's talk to the Lord. Let's be a real Christian. Let's be full of love for one another. Let's forgive one another. Let's forgive all those that have done evil to us, that have hurt us. Let's touch God. Let's do whatever we need to do. Why don't you come join us? Let's pray. Let's seek the Lord. You need the Holy Ghost. You need a touch in your body. You need a touch in your mind. Oh, God. I want to be a Christian. I want to be a believer, oh, Lord. I want to be a believer. Lord, 
for thou art my loveliest, my loveliest. I have given you my word freely. Take it, eat it. Agatahaba, devour it, saith the Lord. Yea, saith the Lord. I come quickly, Mahikedenamaaya. Yea, saith the Lord. I have told you. I have told you. Come, my children. Come, the unsaved. Come, for I am your God. I love you with a love that endureth forever, saith the Lord. Yea, I love you, saith the Lord. Yea, I love you.